It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. I'm Ross Tucker. Former baller, I guess if you say that, that means that you were good. Former player, I, I suppose. At Ross Tucker NFL on social media, love any interaction. Love the quote tweets that you guys use when to, to, to talk about how much you love the show. It is awesome. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm giving away a free Madden. Again, this week, to someone that takes advantage of any of the sponsors over at RossTucker.com. The star of this show, always Joe Dolan. Uh, I mean, just the nuggets he dropped yesterday's show, incredible. I'm writing them down. Henderson, Ramsey, Jalen Hurts, overall QB3. He's had six touchdowns taken away. I take notes when Joe Dolan speaks. So should you. FantasyPoints.com, use the code 21FEAST. That is Joe's domain. His social is at FG underscore Dolan. And we do this twice every week, including, Joe, talking about the Browns and the Chargers. Something is wrong with Baker Mayfield. Well, I don't know what the heck happened in last week's game. He was awful. Now the Browns won. Uh Ross, I mean, does he get, like, performance anxiety when Odell Beckham is wide-ass open? The Browns talking point, Browns fans, their talking point is, oh, you know, he forces the ball to Odell. You saw the wide-open throw for what would have been, what, a 62-yard touchdown? I mean, he threw it short and behind Beckham. Ross, Tebow would have made this throw. I mean, he was that wide open. There's no forcing the ball when Odell Beckham is going to moonwalk into the end zone for a 62-yard touchdown. Uh, I don't know what was up with Baker last week, but it was not a pretty performance. Um, and I think, you know, the funny part is I think Odell looks really good. I think Odell um, is out there, and I think he's I think he's doing a great job getting open. But Baker Mayfield has just two touchdown passes in two games so far. Um, this is a team that's going to be built on the run game. I think there's three guys you play. You play Odell Beckham, you play Nick Chubb, you play Kareem Hunt. Not one of those teams that takes a lot of analysis. You just hope Baker Mayfield gets his you-know-what out of his you-know-what and decides that he's going to start making accurate throws to a guy who's wide open and is going to help you score points. Um, I don't think there's anything that has to do with Baker Mayfield forcing the ball to Odell Beckham. I just wonder if Baker Mayfield has the yips when he's throwing the ball to Odell Beckham. That's my concern right now. Wow, that's interesting. What about the Chargers? They're just good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Austin Eckler is a league winner. Um, uh, if he stays on the field, I know everybody was holding their breath at the beginning of that Monday night game when he came off the field. Um, Mike Williams had a tough go of it with Casey Hayward last week. I understand Mike Williams is one of those guys, oh, he's fooled everybody. <laughs> nah, I mean, he's going to be fine. I like his role. Um, you know, the Raiders did a good job on him. Keenan Allen, you play every week. Justin Herbert is similar, Ross, to Aaron Rodgers in that, the guy's in the MVP conversation, but because he doesn't run a ton, 
He has just 31 yards rushing in four games. He's actually the QB 13 overall, which is, uh, which is, uh, uh, I mean, it means he's a starting quarterback for fantasy, but it means he's not, it doesn't have that huge monster elite upside that you might have bargained for when you drafted him as one of the first seven or eight quarterbacks off the board uh, in, 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 in the summer. Uh, and if you're playing a tight end here, it's Jared Cook, but he's part of that endless group of streamers. That includes Tyler Conklin, Dalton Schultz. That includes um, uh, Dawson Knox. Which which of these guys are we going to play? Um, I, I think that's uh, that that's the concern right now with Jared Cook. It's are you going to pick him on the right week? Let's get to Bears and Raiders. Justin Fields. Showed something, but now we got David Montgomery's out. Yeah, David David Montgomery's out, and what's the deal with the quarterback position? What are they going to do? Are they going to start Dalton? I mean, Justin Fields showed something. Darnell Mooney, my boy, he finally shows something. Allen Robinson has been getting lapped by Darnell Mooney, by the way. That's a concern. But the problem is, even in a game where people are like, oh, my God, Justin Fields, he played well, he completed 11 passes. It's not going to cut it for fantasy. You know, we need somebody who's going to throw the ball more. Um, I don't know. You can blame whoever you want. You can blame Nagy. You can blame Fields. You can blame Pace. Um, you can, I, I mean, you can blame the Hallis family. I don't care who you blame, but 11 passes completed is not going to get it done for fantasy. Um, Damian Williams, by the time you listen to this, um, your waivers might have run. As a matter of fact, you're listening to this on Thursday, so they certainly did. Um, but he was the top waiver wire pickup of the week. I thought he looked pretty spry out there. Picked up a thigh injury, but it doesn't look like anything serious. Um, one thing that must be noted for the Bears and just keep this in mind. Maybe you miss Damian Williams and you're looking, you know, I just need a back who's going to have a shot here. They traded for Jakeem Graham of the Miami Dolphins. Now, Jakeem Graham's a wide receiver. But here's why it's key. He returns kicks. That means the Bears could be able to pull Khalil Herbert, the rookie running back out of Virginia Tech, off kick returns so he can rotate into the backfield with Damian Williams. So you might have missed Damian Williams. Maybe Khalil Herbert is still out there in your league if you're really dying for a running back and just say, look, I need a guy who might get me a shot uh, in the coming weeks. Khalil Herbert might be worth a look in a deeper league. What about for the Raiders? It felt like it took a while for them to throw it to Darren Waller the other night, and it took them a while to just start chucking it the other night. Yeah, um, and, you know, Joey Bosa comes out with the comments, you know, if you pressure Derek Carr. Um, The one thing that is so weird to me about the Raiders is Brian Edwards. Because I watch this guy, and he makes catches that make you go, wow, like, this guy's a super high contested catch guy. He hasn't seen more than five targets in the game this season, but he's like the Benjamin Button of fantasy football. His snaps have gone up every week, 66%, 74%, 76%, 89%. And then his worst game is in the game where he plays 89% of the snaps. I'm going to look at the usage and say that that's a positive. But the problem is, I think Derek Carr has two guys that he really likes to focus on. That's Waller and that's Hunter Renfro. Henry Ruggs will make plays down the field. Maybe Brian Edwards, who's more of a traditional X, is getting left behind the wayside because Derek Carr doesn't want to throw the ball into a tight window. Um, and, and maybe that's why Brian Edwards is starting to struggle. Um, in the backfield, Kenyon Drake didn't get a target in that game. Josh Jacobs is less than 100%. But Peyton Barber picks up a foot injury. I don't know what's going on in that backfield. I have no confidence in starting any of these guys. If it has to be one, it's got to be Jacobs going forward. Well, it has to be October 
because it's fall car care month, which means AutoZone is here to help you, Joe, with your car's oft-forgotten upkeep and cleaning. Look, I know you're down south now, so the weather's not as bad, but you know what it's like, especially up here in the Northeast. And I don't care where you live, take care of your car. Like, it's just something you should do on the regular. Oil change before the cold weather hits. Need some new headlights. Now that, you know, we'll be having shorter days, it's depressing, but that's the reality. No matter what the task is, AutoZone's here to help. They have over 6,000 stores nationwide for free services and excellent products that help you take care of your car and get that job off of your checklist. Love the free same-day pickup. Love the free next-day delivery. Love that you can order as late as 10 p.m. and your package will arrive the next day. This fall car care month, show your car you care and start by shopping your way at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Yes, Joe, I like to do, I try to, I like to try to mimic the jingle from the TV show. Uh, Niners at Arizona. We record this on Wednesday before practice reports come out. So we don't know about Jimmy G. I maintain he's not going to play and it'll be Trey Lance, but. Uh, the Niners are still keeping that up. What does that mean, Joe? Well, I think it means they're going to run the ball a lot more. Um, uh, I think it, if Trey Lance plays, I mean, they're going to run, and I think the run game is going to be a foundational part. And then, But, Roth, then that becomes who's going to be the back. Is Elijah Mitchell going to play this week? Trey Sermon, I did not think looked good in week three. I thought he looked pretty good in week four. What's the rotation there going to be? Has a chance to be pretty annoying. Um if they throw the ball less, I'm wondering what that means for Brandon Ayuk, who caught just one pass last week. Debo Samuel right now, I mean, the guy is just on fire. Like, And it always seems like when a guy is on just complete tear, he gets the benefit of those like busted plays, like the 74-yard touchdown this past week, where, I mean, it looked like he was fielding a punt out there. I mean, he had his back turned to the goal line, and Lance just drops it in there, and he just takes off and runs for a touchdown. Guy's a league winner right now. He's the number two wide receiver in fantasy football behind only Cooper Cup. Um, so, I mean, those, that's a guy you got to keep playing. Um, obviously, you have to play Kittle. I know it's been frustrating. Um, I think you, I, I would justify benching Ayuk, but other than, otherwise – Hey, check the practice reports late in the week. If Trey Lance is the starter, I think he's a good fantasy quarterback this week because I think he's going to run. I think he's going to run more than Justin Fields has run. I think he's going to run maybe at the same level Jalen Hurts has run so far, which is like 50 to 60 yards per game. I think that's in the mix for Trey Lance if he starts this weekend. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity, especially in a high-scoring environment against the NFL's final undefeated team, the Arizona Cardinals. What about the Arizona Cardinals? Chase, my boy Chase Edmonds is good. Yeah, he is good, Ross. Like uh, here is a, a, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm workshopping something here. Play along with me. You you talk business of football with Andrew Brandt. This is the corporate backfield. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna tell you why. This is the corporate backfield. Chase Edmonds does all the work, and James Conner gets all the credit. Chase Edmonds is the RB thirteen, and doesn't have a touchdown. That's he's the only running back in the top 20 who doesn't have a touchdown because James Connor's the guy down at the goal line. James Connor has four touchdowns. 
But Chase Edmonds is really good. And Chase Edmonds in a high-scoring environment, you know, he's getting targets. So, like, I'm not even this, – this is why you should be excited about Chase Edmonds. Don't be frustrated. Be excited. Chase Edmonds is the RB13 despite not scoring a touchdown, which is the easiest way to rack up chunks and chunks of fantasy points. He's third in running backs in targets. His 5.9 yards per carry is the most among any running back – with 40 or more carries. So he's playing really well this year. He's an RB2. James Conner is a touchdown-dependent flex, but at the very least, hey, root for the bosses. If you if you want the boss to win, root for Chase Edmonds to get tackled inside the five-yard line because James Conner is going to come in and he's going to clean it up with a touchdown. The other thing in the, uh, to talk about with Arizona, we know about Kyler Murray. I'm, I mean, he's the MVP favorite right now. How about this on DeAndre Hopkins, though? Hopkins, over his last three games, has just 11 catches for 142 yards and a touchdown on 17 targets. In terms of yardage, it's his worst three-game stretch since weeks 7 through 10 in 2016 that he had a bye mixed in there. When Brock Osweiler was his quarterback. The Cardinals are mixing the ball around. DeAndre Hopkins has 25 targets. That's the same number as Robert Woods. And ask people who have Robert Woods how frustrated they are. Ask Robert Woods how frustrated he is. He threw a hissy fit on the sideline this past weekend. He has only one more target than A.J. Green and only two more tar- and only three more targets than Chase Edmonds. The Cardinals are mixing the ball around. That's good for the Cardinals. They're winning. They're 4-0. They don't give a crap. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't care about your fantasy team. But if you drafted DeAndre Hopkins in the second round, and you're seeing Max Williams out there getting seven targets, you're probably pretty frustrated right now. Um, That's not what you paid for. That's not the investment you made. Hopkins has been dealing with a rib injury. I still think he's going to get his, and I think this is a good week for him to bounce back against a dinged-up San Francisco secondary. But so far, the target hound that DeAndre Hopkins has been his entire career, that has not come to pass for the 4-0 Cardinals. Joe, what about the Giants and the Cowboys? Danny Dimes, Saquon, what a difference a couple weeks makes. Yeah, Danny Dimes, uh, unfortunately, of course, uh, the week after Danny Dimes has the matchup against the Falcons, and everybody on planet Earth is like, I'm streaming Daniel Jones this week, and he doesn't put a touchdown on the board. He goes for over 400 yards and two touchdowns against the Saints. So, of course, Daniel Jones, but he's playing well. Uh, and he did this without his his blankie, Sterling Shepard, in this game. And we have to check the status of Shepard and Darius Slayton, who both missed with hamstring injuries. But it was really good to see Saquon Barkley just do Saquon Barkley things. And I think Saquon Barkley was excited that Saquon Barkley did Saquon Barkley things. There was, like, utter joy when he scored that long receiving touchdown uh, as part of his 5-for-74 in a touchdown receiving day. He also had 52 yards rushing in a touchdown. Saquon Barkley looked like Saquon Barkley last week. And the Giants are going to continue to use him. He is an RB1 yet again. Kenny Galladay goes for over 100 yards. You know, Daniel Jones got yelled at by him in uh, week two uh, on on national television. But Kenny Galladay, six six catches on seven targets. Daniel Jones is throwing the ball well. I think Galladay is going to catch a Trevon Diggs shadow, though. Not a good thing if you've been paying attention to Trevon Diggs this year. Evan Ingram, I don't want anything to do with this guy. I'm done with him. Um... One guy that you should pick up, though, in your deep leagues, a couple of really nice plays, breaking tackles, Canaries Tony takes advantage of his opportunity with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton out. Six catches for 78 yards on nine targets. 
The rookie, Kadarius Tony, he's got a shot to play more going forward. These Giants might have a few more weapons than you think, and Daniel Jones is probably in the best stretch of football of his entire career so far. How about them Cowboys? Here's the thing with Dallas, and I think they kind of want to continue playing this way. For the first time in over three seasons, Dak Prescott's thrown fewer than 30 passes in three consecutive games. Now, Dallas is 3-0. and up. Zeke Elliott looks good. Tony Pollard looks good. Why would Dallas change that? Especially when Prescott is coming off a serious ankle injury, Ross. Why would they change that? The problem is, if you invested in CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup could come off uh, the uh, IR in the next couple of weeks. You're like, what the hell, man? I need Dak dropping back 60 times like, like he did in week one. And then, on top of that, you see the tight ends. Dalton Schultz gets eight of Prescott's 22 targeted passes last week. Um, Blake Jarwin also scores a touchdown. This is not what you bargained for when you when you drafted CeeDee. CeeDee Lamb was going in the second round in many drafts in August. You're not getting second-round production out of CeeDee Lamb right now. Um, James Bradbury, you would think he's going to match up on Cooper in this game. Maybe that's an advantage for Lamb. Maybe it's a grease-the-squeaky-wheel game for CeeDee Lamb. But Prescott, not dropping back a ton. They're running the ball a lot. This is how the Cowboys want to be playing. Their defense is playing better because of Diggs and, you know, and Parsons. It's probably changed this offense, knocking down some of the volume that we had anticipated, and it's making them as effective as they have been, frustrating for fantasy. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools, to help grow their business, help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Everything's working for the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs offensively right now. What a Sunday night game, Joe. Yeah, this is going to be a great one. Um, Let's start with the Chiefs because it's easy. Uh, First and foremost, if you want to pick up Josh Gordon, I mean – Put him on your bench in a 12-14 team league, fine. I mean, it, um, I, I I would be surprised if he's – if as a producer, he's more than me, Cole Hardman, who pops off once every, like, four games. But, I mean, it is a good offense. I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to try to invest in that. Uh, you play Mahomes, you play Hill, you play Kelsey, and at this point, you play Edwards Alaire, who's run the ball really well. Um, by the way, Edwards Alaire went for over 100 yards against the Bills last year if you're interested in that. So he's gone for 100 yards in back-to-back games. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. You can take a shot on me, Cole Hardman. Uh, apparently, Gordon's going to be active this week. So uh, I'm not really in the business of, of, of openly deciding to put me, Cole Hardman, in lineup. So that that's the way I feel about the Chiefs. I, the, the funniest part is they're they're the team everybody wants to talk about for, for uh, the NFL. But for fantasy, they're so simple. Like, I, I, I struggle to come up with things to say about the Kansas City Chiefs every week. What about the Bills? Yeah, so Josh Allen, um, the weather was not great, by the way. Um, but he's still missing throws from the pocket, um, which which is a little bit of a concern to me. Um, Stephon Diggs, the production hasn't really been there the way it was last year. But I still think he's kind of a buy-low guy. I mean, I mean, people are complaining about him, and I'm looking at his numbers right now, and he has 26 catches in four games. <laughs> his target share... 13, 8, 10, 10 in the four games. Uh, Stephon Diggs is going to be just fine. The problem is now for Emmanuel with Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox emerging, 
The problem is that uh, it's kind of made Cole Beasley more of a in and out of your lineup type of guy. You know, that was a guy you could count on getting eight to 10 targets every week last year. He isn't doing that this year with Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox making plays. I think this is a defense that uh, you have to forgive Crimpin. She's excited. It's her birthday. Um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is a, a guy who's making plays against uh, everybody. I think against this chief secondary in a projected high scoring environment. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a phenomenal option this week. And Dawson Knox, this is a guy whose talent is finally showing, and Josh Allen looks for him in the red zone. So Dawson Knox is a guy I'm really interested in. If you're playing a back here, I'd prefer it to be Zach Moss, but I still think the Moss-Singletary rotation is going to be annoying more than more than anything for fantasy. So that is amazing that your dog's name is Crimpit. You absolutely need to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And I think that Crimpit was just excited about Tyreek Hill because he had the DraftKings Performance of the Week presented by Yummy Bacardi Spiced Rum. I mean, I think everybody knows 11 catches, 186 yards, three touchdowns on 12 targets, 50.6 fantasy points. And honestly... It felt like they could have gone to him even more. Unbelievable job by Tyreek Hill. Let's wrap things up, Joe. The Baltimore battle. The the Colts in Baltimore against the Ravens. Well, uh, uh, Ross, uh, you would be probably thrilled to know, and this this might be only a regional regional thing, but uh, you might be thrilled to know my other dog's name is Butterscotch. So I love it. Yeah. It is a regional thing, and it's delicious. Yeah, very much so. Scotchy, we call her. But uh, but Crimpit's the star of the show today. She's the one who's all curled up in the back corner there. But uh, anyway, yeah, the, the Colt battle. Uh, by the way, I learned this from Mike Clay this week. If you go to any official NFL website and you're looking at, like, the team abbreviations, like the Giants are NYG and Dallas is DAL, do you know, Ross, why – the Baltimore Ravens team abbreviation is BLT, which is making me hungry. No. Because BAL refers to the Baltimore Colts for the NFL. So despite the Baltimore Colts not existing anymore, that abbreviation is assigned to them. It's the same thing if you see the Houston Texans on official NFL abbreviations. They are HST because HOU belongs to the Houston Oilers. I learned that from Mike Clayton's. Well, go. did you know that when the Colts play at the Ravens, it'll say Indy Ravens? Yes. In the stadium, they will not put Colts up anywhere. That is so cool. It's um, the only team they do that for. Uh, I did not know that. Um, M&T Bank Stadium is a cool place to see a game, by the way. Um, I, I love it. I did yeah. the Chiefs game a couple weeks ago. It's yeah, awesome. So that, that's a really, like, that's weird because NFL stadiums sometimes don't have a lot of, like, character in the way baseball stadiums do. But I remember going there, um, it was actually, like, 12 years ago for an Eagles-Ravens game and uh, when I worked for the Eagles. And it has a lot of character, that stadium does. I, I don't know. There was just something about it. But anyway, uh, let's talk Let's talk Indy and Baltimore. Uh Indy is just kind of uh, – Jonathan Taylor, um, yeah. I mean, you play him. Fortunately, he got in the end zone last week. The guy looks good to me. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but it's just been the frustrating uh, aspect of not getting touchdowns. And then all of a sudden, 
uh, Marlon Mack, who's on the trade block, is in last week, and he gets 10 carries against the, the Dolphins. Um, I think they got to give the ball to Taylor in this one. Michael Pittman is consistently getting a ton of targets every week. He's more of a wide receiver three because he hasn't gotten in the end zone. But per our guy Scott Barrett at FantasyPoints.com, because Pittman has 12 targets, 12 targets, and eight targets over his last three games, but hasn't scored a touchdown, he's actually one of the top positive regression candidates in terms of expected fantasy points in the entire league. So that's probably somebody, you know, who you can keep on your bench and say maybe if Wentz starts to go his way in the red zone, uh, that's somebody that I can start trusting on my team. Carson Wentz has thrown touchdown passes to two players this year. Three to Zach Pascal, two to Mo Cox. Allie Cox came out last week and said to, to Wentz, hey, look, you put the ball anywhere near me in the red zone, which has been a problem for Carson Wentz in recent years. You put the ball anywhere near me, I'm going to catch it. Two touchdowns last week. I would expect Mo Alley Cox, if you're desperate at tight end, he's going to be somebody who's going to get red zone looks. I'm just not so confident how many red zone looks Ali Cox is going to get or the Colts are going to get in this matchup against Baltimore. What about for the Ravens, Joe? So the Ravens uh, made a surprising move by making um, uh, Latavius Murray their lead back and making Tyson Mur- uh, Williams a healthy scratch last week. And, you know, Harbaugh came out with the gobbledygook coach speak. Oh, we're just we're just going to see what we have in Le'Veon Bell. There's something that Tyson Williams is doing that they don't like. I don't know what it is. The guy's averaging 6.1 yards per carry, but there's something they don't like. Uh, great to see Hollywood Brown bounce back for the Ravens uh, last week uh, with a great diving touchdown. Mark Andrews is getting involved. I want to see the reports this week. And uh, you can't play him for fantasy. It's a Monday night game. I want to see if Rashad Bateman might get back in. He started practicing last week. That's somebody with the way Lamar Jackson. Don't look now, but Lamar Jackson's dropping back and throwing the football. I mean, he had 37 pass attempts this past week. I mean, they're starting to throw the ball a little bit more. I think he's playing pretty well. Um, He's been up and over 30 pass attempts in three or four games this year. I mean, Rashad Bateman's somebody who might start to contribute for fantasy football. If you're playing, you're obviously playing Lamar. If you're playing a wide receiver here, it has to be Hollywood. You you need to play Hollywood. I mean, he scored in three or four games, should have scored three times against Detroit, but his hands got in the way. Um, I mean, you have to play Hollywood. You have to play Mark Andrews. If you're playing a back here, it's got to be Latavius Murray. I'm just a little weird on uh, what happened with with, uh, uh, the Tyson Williams situation. Yeah, it's a good point, Joe, and it's a good show. That'll do it for the Fantasy Feast podcast this week. Check out Joe on social at FG underscore Dolan. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, and we are stuffed and done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.